When it comes to weight management, we tend to focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. That's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from Pitchless.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is May 9th. Happy Monday. And yes, we are going to talk about baseball. Uh, we had George Kirby uh, show up yesterday. We're going to talk about that in a second. But before we do, do you have PL Plus? You don't. <laughs> you should not be here. This is not for you. This is a thank you to everyone who has supported us with PL Plus. So thank you all so much, 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 much. George Kirby had made his MLB debut yesterday. Six innings, but zero runs, four hits, zero walks, and seven strikeouts, 15 whiffs, 36% CSW. I did a video on him. I did the SP roundup on him. Uh, I really like his fastball. I think it was really good. It was coming at 97, 98 in the first. and came down to about 94, 95 later on. Uh, but it's good, and I don't really love the others so far. I mean, it could be way different. The curveball wasn't much of free real estate. The changeup had a whiff that was really nice, but wasn't really that dependable. And the slider slash cutter, like 90 miles per hour, it's not a big movement pitch. It's more of just like, hey, I need to sneak in uh, some strikes here and get away with that pitch. I don't love it. It kind of reminds me of the old Casey Mize slider um, that was effective, but... It's not this, uh, I want to see that big secondary that gets me really excited because if Kirby has a good fastball, if you pair that with an excellent slider like Alec Manoa and his slider, that kind of thing, then I can get really excited. But we're not there with George Kirby yet. Maybe we can over time. He's still obviously a must-add, all of that stuff. You just kind of do it. Zach Allen is dope and makes us feel dope. He still hasn't actually like come through in the way that I've wanted him to yet with his secondary pitches, but seven innings of zero and runs and seven Ks, and it's cool. Uh, Zach Thompson, we're not buying into that. Same with Eric Fede, Ryan Yarbrough, no. Jacob Rizzi does get uh, the Nationals next. It's not terrible. Um, it feels like a bit like a trap because he's getting really, really lucky when it comes to uh, Babbitt lately. It could be a Vargas rule. Uh, it's interesting to see. Christian Javier went 45 pitches in this one in relief because the Astros have off tomorrow, which means they weren't going to put him in the rotation. But without the off day later in the week, you'll see Javier pitch after Odorizzi. I keep that in mind. Uh, probably wouldn't be like 80 pitches, though, because he only threw 45 in this one. Trevor Rogers, five innings, zero and runs. We're happy with that, but only, <laughs> only, not a single whiff on the slider and changeup combined here. Uh, that is an issue because Trevor Rogers isn't Trevor Rogers until he has his fastball working and changeup whiffs and honestly sliders for strikes in the zone. That's what made him really good in the first half last year. We haven't seen it come together quite the way that we wanted thus far. So we're not out of the woods at all. And I really hope that he does okay against the Brewers next. Um, Charlie Morton won five innings, zero runs, two hits, three walks, and five Ks. Kind of like Trevor Rogers, but I feel a little bit better about this one. Curveball was good, and velocity was up, which is good. And yeah, it seems all right. seems like we're back on the path of redemption for Charlie Morton so far. So let's cross our fingers and hope that's the case. Uh, Willie Peralta has a bullpen game, so no thanks. Uh, Walker Buehler looks like a proper ace still. I mean, seven innings with six Ks, and that's kind of what I'm getting at. He's the ace of very good. I, Yeah, he's not going to be that top three, top five guy, I don't think, because he won't have that 30% or 35% strike rate, or at least that ability to. 
but he's going to be excellent for your teams, and that's pretty great. Uh, Ratio-wise, is going to be good. Wins are going to be good. Lots of volume. So that's cool. Uh, Garrett Cole against the Rangers. 6.1 innings, one run, and 26 whiffs as they are in 10 strikeouts. So, yeah, he's back. <laughs> the slider was really good in this. Um, the fastball was overwhelming. It's really, really great. Uh, Dane Dunning against the Yankees. Doubleheader for uh, for the Yankees against the Rangers here. Dane Dunning had his command once again. And it's kind of a Vargas rule now. Six innings pitch, one run, five Ks. He goes against the Red Sox. And I know there's a lot of people that really swear by the Red Sox just not being a good offense right now. And don't, you know, you can believe whatever you want about, like, Oh, offenses over the last 14 days, that's fine, but one day happens and all of a sudden it gets clicked back. It's kind of like a Vargas rule in that way of that offense. Uh, so maybe the Red Sox are still going to be bad. You know, Story maybe is struggling and all of that. Uh, it's up to you if you want to go with it. I, it's it's not the worst thing ever, though. Dane Dunning slider and is looking good. His fastball command looks good. Changeable command looks good. It all looks good. But it can fall apart pretty quickly. Uh, Chris Bassett is doing great things. I know it was a Philly against the Phillies, which is kind of funny. A 5.2 innings, one hard run, but he goes 100 pitches a game, and that's really, really great. Like, think of high volume. He's kind of like a discount Walker Bueller, honestly. Um, that's pretty cool. Uh, Jordan Lyles uh, against the, the Royals did well. 7.1 innings, two earned runs. That's just four earned runs in four of his last five games. He had one blow up. Um, but that's great, and the slider was working again. It's the Tigers. That's a coin flip that you can go with again if you want. Um, Joe Musgrove against the Marlins. Ace is going to ace, and that's amazing. Bruce Zimmerman was our stream pick of the day in six innings pitch, 200 runs, five at zero walks, five Ks. I think he's fine. Uh, just like uh, Lyles, he gets the Tigers because it was a doubleheader. And, yeah, that's fine. You can Vargas rule that one too. Um, I don't think uh, it's just... It's not like the overwhelming guy, you know. Changeups and sliders are fine. Uh, they can develop more. Only two whiffs on 34 between them here. Um, it was weird to actually see the four seamer do well for Zimmerman in this one. It's normally reversed. So, with that said, normally when we see that, like remember Zunny Gray having a good start, and that was reliant on fastballs or um, other other players that really need their secondaries to be the thing, like Zach Plesac, for example. It means that they blow up the next time. So maybe I am a little bit more cautious with the Tigers next with Zimmerman, considering the change of inside weren't that good in this one. Dallas Keiko had a birthday party and no one was invited. Uh, Jordan Montgomery went against the Rangers and had a 41% CS. That would be pretty cool. Garrett Cole and Jordan Montgomery combined to earn the golden goal with uh, Montgomery getting the king Cole in this. His sinker has returned a 40% CSW in all of the last four games and he's Essentially using it 40% of the time in those games. If you remember in the preseason, the changeup and the curveball were the two good things of Jordan Montgomery. And the fastball was the susceptible one. Now to see that CSW with all these called strikes with sinkers, kind of cool um, with this changeup and curveball looking good. Not Chad Cool levels, above that. Um, Kyle Gibson is a Toby and he survived the Mets. That's fine. It's the Dodgers now, so no thank you. Zach Greinke had 10 hits, but only two in runs because he's such a Toby. Tyler Molly, he came back and he did well. Five innings, two in runs, one hit, three walks, and six days. And he came back as he came back being productive against the Pirates. He gets the Pirates again, and this time on the road. That should be fine. He didn't have a slider at all. But really, it's just about the fastball not getting crushed, and he didn't get crushed, and that's cool. Yeah, you just you just keep going. Uh, Alec Manoa did not have a good day game and actually complained about the baseballs um, in this one. But whatever. Five innings, pitch, two and runs, five hits, one walk, three Ks. Even when he wasn't good, he still was fine. 
Uh, slider just went 57% strikes, but, you know, you're going to keep starting Manoa because Ace is going to ace. Um, Glenn Otto was solid against the Yankees. Five innings of two runs, two with three walks, and two Ks didn't hurt you. Um, he goes against Boston next. I just, I, I don't think it's enough um, right now. Um, Jacob Junis is interesting. His slider has been amazing. Uh, I think 50% plus CSW in this one for Junis' slider. Changeup wasn't there. It was there in that one Nationals game. It hasn't appeared since. And I will poke and prod him to say, like, hey, Junis, throw more changeups, please. But he's doing really well, and the sinkers are getting a ton of called strikes, and it's working out. Uh, I guess the Cardinals next again. Um, yeah, maybe that does work for Jacob Junis. Uh, Justin Steele. Justin Steele. No, thank you. Daniel Lynch did not have the start we wanted him to have, and I think there is long-term potential here with elevated four-seamers and sliders down. I really dig this, but his changeup's not quite there. He had 17 whips, you know, but it's just not quite consistent enough at the moment, and I think with more time, maybe Daniel Lynch just clicks, and that could be amazing. Connor Plinkenton had 14 whiffs, and it's kind of wild, but I don't think that this is that good. 91-92 with a decent changeup. Like, weird against the Jays that Connor Plinkenton did this. But, yeah, I'm not going to buy into it. Uh, Christopher Sanchez, no thank you. That was a doubleheader for the Phillies. Herman Marquez, whatever you want. Max Scherzer just had a weird game, and that's whatever. Patrick Sandoval, a little bit concerning. I lowered him on the list last week. Everyone was upset at me. But, I mean, it was two bad starts. I don't know. 5.2 innings, 3 and runs, 7 hits, 3 walks, 5 Ks. I'm not thrilled to see it. Uh, the changeup still going 8 whiffs. But the question is just how much is he going to be able to get by with that fastball and the slider wasn't quite as good as it normally is. It's a little bit more, it's a little more fragile than I want it to be. It's more trepidatious than I would like. So I still love the Irish Panda and I think he's going to be more good than bad. But yeah, it's kind of the reason why I don't really think he's going to soar into like the top 20 or top like some other guys ahead of him that could because of those issues. Uh, Dakota Hudson is a Toby, and he went against the Giants, so you don't really want to do this one. You know, a single strikeout in 4.2 innings. He's just a streamer against weak teams. Tanner Houck, two points, two frames, because he's not stretched out. 40 pitches. He wasn't even supposed to start this one, but Michael Walker hit the IL. So, hopefully we see Tanner Houck blossom later in the year. Chris Paddock hit the IL, and it stinks. Aaron Ashby, oh man, 600 runs in four innings. Um, I think it's a case where you let him stay on the wire because there's no one in your league that's going to jump on this. And once Ashby is A, locked in the rotation spot, and B, has that start that really showcases everything that he's supposed to do, which is an amazing slider, changes for strikes, and a fastball that doesn't get burned um, or get walloped, then there you go. Um, but for now, we kind of wait and see. Uh, Dalton Jeffries, by the way, also pitched in. He's not a Toby yet. Maybe later in the year, but not yet. All right. We're going forward to today's starters. Carlos Rodon, Woodruff, and uh, Julio Urias are our uh, auto starts. Duh. Probably start. It is Noah Syndergaard, Cortez Jr., Michael Kopech, Luis Castillo, and Mackenzie Gore. Yeah, I think you're starting all these pretty comfortably here. Luis Castillo is coming back from the Ion. That's awesome. He was up to 4.1 innings in his rehab start. So I feel like that's good enough to let him fly. It's also not April. So hopefully it's better warm, warm weather against the Brewers. And while Syndergaard is a sell high to me, I think you just keep starting him right now. Same with Cortez Jr. Uh, you have in the questionable starts here, Chris Flexen, Paul Blackburn, Kyle Hendricks, uh, Eliezer Hernandez, Michael Pineda, Swar- Ranger Suarez, Austin Gomber, and John Gray. Flexen, Blackburn, clear Tobies, while uh, Suarez is as well, but against a worse or a um, tougher matchup against Seattle. While Flexen, I think, is just doing too well 
and is step above Suarez at the moment. Kyle Hendricks is a cherry bomb regardless of opponent. So good luck against the Padres. It makes Eliezer Hernandez the streaming pick of the day against Arizona. And I do want to mention there was a lot of discussion recently about Mike Max Meyer and what they're going to do with Eliezer Hernandez. To me, Eliezer Hernandez is a worthy MLB pitcher. And because of that, the Marlins should be giving him chances. And they need bullets from anyone in that rotation. It's a long season. So I'm in five starts and really only three of them have truly been bad. Uh, one of them was excellent. Two, the second one was mediocre. And the other three were actually bad. So if Eliezer does get blown up a second time against Arizona here, okay, I can understand the Marlins moving on from that. I don't think that's going to be the case. He still has a good slider. Um, and this could work out against the Dimebacks. I mean, really, it's a coin flip um, to me if Eliezer does well against the Dimebacks, which is why he's in the coin flip tier. That is questionable start. Do I want to start my week with this? No, I don't. Um, but I can understand it working out. Austin Gomber is an interesting one, but remember getting Gomber last year? In San Francisco, yeah, that's exactly where he's going to be pitching, so I do not want to do that. And John Gray, I didn't see the slider last time out, and uh, that is, it wasn't there. And I don't know if it will be this time. Uh, so that's a coin flip as well. Do not start tier is Carlos Hernandez, Humberto Castellanos, Tyler Wells, Josh Fleming, Zach Place, and Jose Quintana. I could see Tyler Wells maybe pulling this off, and maybe I'm a little bit too low on him, but I wanted to favor Carlos Hernandez and Castellanos against weak teams in the, in the Orioles and the Marlins. But yeah, maybe I'm talking about Tyler Wells tomorrow. Maybe the changeup comes out and the slider does really good things. Uh, we'll see, but I don't want to start any of these guys. So today's Monday, and that means I do the list. And what I like to do inside of this uh, podcast is talk about the guys on the list that I'm going to likely adjust before it comes out at 5 p.m. today. So looking through this tier one, pretty much the same. Tier two, I think it's going to be the same. I might be lowering Sandy Alcantara and Robbie Ray into tier three while moving, uh, while pretty much expanding tier two, I think, with Rodon, Freed, Manoa, Verlander uh, as tier two, an extended one, and then lead off with kind of Alcantara, Ray, Webb, um, Urias, and McClanahan, I think. I think that's what you're going to see. You're going to be moving, I'm going to be moving Shane Bieber into the 20s, probably into that tier five. Um, and Tier 5 is filled with essentially the guys we're holding out for. So Wheeler is on the COVID IL. I'm not going to actually remove him from the list because he should be pitching the next week. COVID IL is not the same to me as the normal IL because it just means you miss one start. Uh, so I'm not, I don't think I'm going to do that. It just seems kind of wrong for me to do it. But anyways, Tier 4, before I even get to Tier 5, Tier 4, not really changing anything. I don't think so. There's nothing really to do here with Montes, Peralta, Bassett, Lopez, Cease, Nola, Kershaw. Yeah. All right. Um, tier 5, as I was mentioning, um, yeah, has a lot of, like, questionable things. Like, Zach Gallon, do we like him more than Shane Bieber? I think it's, like, the same. Uh, same with Zach Wheeler. I like Zach Wheeler more, honestly, than those guys. Uh, Trevor Rogers is here, so is Charlie Morton. Shohei Otani is probably going to go above them. He's just doing so well that I have to acknowledge that he's that kind of guy now, kind of like Carlos Rodon. Not necessarily all the way, calls for Don, but they're both going to be limited in innings, we do believe, right? Um, so, yeah, these I guess that's going to be mostly the same there. And Tier 6, kind of the same, too. Um, I don't really see much to change here. Maybe slight dip on Clevenger, because I was not impressed in that first start. Um, tier 7, Eric Lauer belongs in that Tier 6, so I'm going to push him up. Obviously, Kopech stays down here. Manaya and Wood, I might, I'm going to be pushing above Kopech, and I think maybe even Patrick Sandoval at this point. I don't know. We'll talk about that later today, but above Clevenger. 
Um, Clevenger and Kopech are pretty similar in my eye at the moment, with Clevenger being a little bit higher, considering that he has at least potential, but he just was not ready. Um, in Tier 8, I might be giving a drop a little bit to Nestor Cortez. I do want to push Montgomery into essentially being Sean Manaya at this point. Um, and I want to push up Alex Cobb as well, because he just looked like he was completely back. I... It's going to be a little bit tough with like Garcia, Molly, McKenzie. We'll see what I do there. I'm not quite sure. Tier 9, It's it feels like there's a big drop here um, in, in the mid-50s. So I'll probably have George Kirby around 50 in that case in that Tier 8. Uh, because Merrill Kelly, Miles Michaelis, Drew Rasmussen falls. Eduardo Rodriguez is looking back up. But like This is your Toby's, but not Toby tier. Um, while Tier 10, get out of here, Matt Presh. Uh, Mackenzie Gore is still here and it's very strange, but you're really getting into Toby territory and like the six season below, I'm going to have to really just overhaul because a lot of these are like chances you're just not taking anymore. You know, Hunter Green, no, thank you. Michael Renson, not as fun. Bradish wasn't really what we wanted him to be like Widener and Bradish are going to be winder rather are going to be in the same spots. Carlos Carrasco is going to come back up into tier nine. I was really aggressive after the bad start and kind of thinking like it was going downhill against the Atlanta and then the Phillies. He's going to get the Phillies today, but I was pretty much like, I don't really expect him to rebound against the, Phil- uh, the, the against Atlanta, and he did, so props to him. Um, but there really isn't much else to talk about. I'm, I'm looking through this. Is there a guy that's going to jump up later on in these tiers? Not really. I'll probably push up Flex in a bit into a more comfortable Toby tier of tier 11, but there really isn't something major here for me to push up Tony Gonsolin tier 13 I'm gonna push him into that tier 10 likely I I gave him a larger look on the twitch stream this morning and I think I've been I've been a little bit harsh but that's about it you know there isn't a uh, much else to talk about. where's winder gonna go he's probably gonna go in that tier 10 uh Spencer Strider is gonna be in that tier 10 uh, he should be picked up a lot. And I got to really figure out who should be in that tier 9, who should be in that tier 11 of the Tobies. I'm going to figure that one out. Uh, but really, not too much to change there. So hopefully that was helpful. Hopefully that gives you a good preview. I'm sure there'll be something that I'm stupid about that everyone will yell about appropriately. Um, but thanks so much for being here. Thanks so much for all the support you guys have given. And uh, and that's going to do it for today. So as always, my name is Nick Pollock, And may your babbits be low. And your strikeouts high.